0: of Critics podcast. This is officially season two. We're back at it. Woo. Uh, I am your host Caleb and I'm joined by Andy. Hey guys. And Connor. We made it. And I'm we're- back. <laughs> we're back baby. <laughs> and we are switching things up this season because last season uh, I think we covered like 25 movies something like that. Yeah. Um,
1: 20, 26. 26 I think was the final 26. Yeah. If you include our like The seasonal, the
0: seasonal Halloween, Christmas movies. Yeah. Um. Okay, and we went through and ranked them based on our, um, patented metrics. (laughs) Patent is a good word. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, but this season we're gonna kind of branch out a little bit. Not just talk about movies, but also just like other things in pop culture. Um, whether that's uh theme parks or video games, TV shows, and tonight. We are going to start off with a TV show that just ended, um, a Star Wars TV show called Andor. Kill me or take me in. in. How many cards on each floor?
2: Never more than 12.
0: (laughs) If you haven't seen it, um, obviously spoilers ahead. You should probably watch it before you listen to this because we're going to be talking all things Andor. Um... So, I guess, I don't know, kicking off, do you have something you want to say in general
1: just as we start this conversation about Andor? Um, I guess our listeners don't really know this, but we had done a unreleased Star Wars episode That's right. a while back. Bonus content. Oh, yeah, we have it. bonus content, yeah. Never was released. This was before Kenobi came out, Yeah, and I'm tempted to release it we could. in... Conjunction with this episode yeah. as just bonus content, just I think to it'll work because we had a lot of good opinions about where Star Wars was at the time and where it was going, and high hopes for Kenobi that were incredibly shot down, quickly dashed, yep. yeah, terribly. Oh, well. but I think Andor elevated the franchise back up, and I do really I hope that Disney takes note of the positive reception to this show. Because I think this is probably the first Star Wars show that's come out where I have more praises than critiques.
0: Oh, yeah. Same. I mean, I personally think this is the best Star Wars content since Mandalorian. I'm a huge Mandalorian fan. I actually think that is the best Star Wars TV show. Uh, But I can agree that this is definitely... Way better than Boba Fett or Kenobi. Yeah, I'm actually leaning
2: that
1: this might be better than Mandalorian. Really? I think it's I. I'm not like the reason? biggest Why you think Mandalorian so? fan, but I think it's better. This is the best Star Wars, Star Wars content that's come out since The Force Awakens. That's how far back I'm going.
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Man. Wait, I would go. I don't know. Maybe before that. <laughs> Even, before <laughs> Even before, since Empire Strikes, since, back. Since <laughs> Empire Strikes <laughs> back. Oh, dang!
0: Well, with what is it that you don't like so much about Mandalorian? Is it like too cheesy, or what's, I, what? Me critique? I,
1: I have my per- and Connor knows this. I make fun of him all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's I have, yeah, it's a Dave Filoni thing. Yeah. God, like, I love
2: that guy. <laughs> like for
1: the Mandalorian being a live action TV show set in Star Wars universe. It still retains a lot of like the feeling and pacing of like the Clone Wars, which obviously he's like the head honcho Mm -hmm. of, and Star Wars Rebels, and just those like animated TV shows that are kind of meant for kids. Like each episode has its own little story, also.
0: You know what I mean? Well, but it's it's live action. I was going to say that's something that I appreciated about Andor. Is I feel like this is the first Star Wars content that I feel is specifically not for children. Yeah. Like yes. I think every yep. other Star Wars show, movie is maybe not for kids. I mean, some of them definitely are for kids, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um but this one I felt like for one, it's a little too gritty that might be like not exactly appropriate for kids to watch in some ways, but yep. then two a lot of it just like will go way over their head. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot yeah. of I feel like this is a different genre of Star Wars. Like it it kind of feels more like a spy thriller like kind of Jason Bourne or like a political drama like House of Cards. Like it's it's got more of those notes. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think a child, anyone under the age of twelve, is not gonna appreciate that. No. See, and I feel like
2: yeah. it I wouldn't say it's necessarily not appropriate for kids, but I think you really nail it where they just wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah. Because it's very slow paced. I mean, it's like definitely a slow burner. Sure. I mean, they talk about like they have those couple episodes where, you know, you feel like almost not that much has happened, but really it's just tons and tons of
1: build, like up. build
2: up character development up to one like dramatic event. Like in the first part of the season, you have um, the heist. The heist is the first. And then, then, you then have the, prison. the prison break. And then you have the, the funeral, the funeral. Yeah. And so every everything is building up to those three like pivotal points in the entire scene, mm-hmm. and they just do it so well. Like that um, mapping or whatever you call it, like that that <clears throat> like story design.
0: Yeah, the pacing pacing yeah. is like
1: amazing. was incredible. Yeah, we and executed it perfectly. It's in, yeah, it's interesting you brought up like the Bourne movies because the the writer for. Andor also wrote the the um, did the screenplays for all the Bourne movies. He did Michael Clayton, Um, so the spy thriller kind of movie. So this, yeah, and this and that is definitely what you know Disney Lucasfilm was going for with Andor was to have it kind of carry on that tone that Rogue One had. Which Rogan was supposed, to, you know, it's like a Saving Private Ryan war film. Yeah, a little and darker. And so, you know, Cassian's um, character in that—he's this spy. So why not make, you know, his show this spy thriller type, yeah. right? This espionage kind of show. Um, but I, I, yeah, I agree. The there's more adult themes in this that I can't even say SARS has even done before. Yeah. Um, like they start out in essentially a strip club. Yeah. That's true. That was pretty weird. Yeah, wasn't even, it was even weird. worse.
0: I feel like it was like a trafficking Yeah. Sometimes. You're right. It yeah. Wasn't, yeah. It was super, a, even yeah. worse than a strip club. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then <laughs> he kills two people, well, murders them. He's done like, that before, <laughs> right? Love. That's on par. That's like Cassian's move. He just like, Kills people without question. He does yeah. that like so many times. Well, in and that's show. yeah, that no, like they,
1: they had that one scene in Rogue One when he kills that one dude that oh, was yeah. helping him out. Mm-hmm. So like I, I knew that was coming like any time he was about to kill someone, just like a ruthless right. He's kill. He's gonna do it. That's his Oh, dude, that's the his biggest one. I but know.
2: I didn't feel like that was a ruthless kill. Because I mean he kind of killed that guy on accident, and then you could see he was kind of hesitating about killing the other guy, but he was like, I have no other choice. Gotta cover his tracks, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Well then uh the biggest one was when he killed Skeen after the heist. Was that the heist guy? Yeah, Yeah. that was crazy. That was insane. I was like, wow. He just, those gears in his head turned so quickly of like, okay, this guy is suggesting that we take all the money. And I know that if I do that, he's going to kill me right when we get the ship where it needs to be. So if I say no, he's also going to kill me because I know his plan. So I have to kill him right now. Like he went there in like three seconds. And I thought like, whoa, that was the moment where I was like, This is a good show. This is a cool show.
1: I like Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Yeah. No, there's and there's other aspects aside from the plot and like the settings and the sets and you know the actors. The fact that Disney, this was a 12 episode show where majority of the episodes were over fifty minutes. Yeah. That is all I've been asking for. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And it's forever. Like this is it. This is like your I I feel ripped off when they were, you know, Mandalorian does it, Kenobi was doing it. Yeah, there was it. like a
0: 22 episode, 22 minute episode in yeah, Mandalorian. Yeah, it's just
1: <laughs> are you kidding me? Like this is Star Wars. It's supposed to be this epic sci-fi adventure and you giving me this 22 minute little holiday special? Yeah. Like what's going on? <laughs> holiday special.
0: <laughs> well, um that was um going back to like it's meant for adults. I think that was my one of my biggest gripes about Kenobi was I felt like they were catering too much to children. Yeah. Just because of the whole Leia story. Yeah. Like, I felt like she was very much a central character that, like, kids could relate to. And so for that reason, they kind of dumbed down the show, made it a little goofy, or just, like, it wasn't, there was no depth to it. We're like, this has some depth. Oh, there is so much
1: depth. And, like, underlying themes that went along with the story. Um, What really comes to mind is... The fact that they also didn't try to do anything too Star Warsy, you know, they, they intentionally yeah. left out a lot of Easter eggs. Um, yeah, and I feel like with Kenobi, like they're always, you know, every new Star Wars show they're trying to hide the fact that some, you know, character that we all know is, you know, it's coming, it's coming, right? In Mandalorian, there was Luke and Ahsoka. Um, they hid the fact that Leia, like young kid Leia, was going to be in Kenobi. And, you know, they're expecting this huge audience reaction, you know, when they make these reveals. And it kind of obviously felt flat, especially with Kenobi. Um, mm. But with yeah. Andor, there was none of that. None of nothing. that. Nothing. It was completely new characters yeah. um, mixed with some well, familiar faces, right? But it wasn't like this grandiose reveal, like, oh, hey, guess who's back? Yeah.
2: Because, I mean, like, who does anyone really care about Mon Mothma and this
1: story? I actually do. I well, until the story. Yeah. Until this story. I, I, cared I cared about, about her because I the fact that they've kept, um, what is her her name? Jen, Genevieve O'Reilly. Genevieve O'Reilly as Mon Mothma since that one. And I really think they should bring this back. Right, the deleted scene from Episode Three where she does play Mon Mothma. Really, and she's
2: in Rogue One as well. Yeah, and oh the, yeah, when
1: they brought her back in Rogue One, I was like, oh, that's so you know, flipping awesome that they brought back the original actress that played her in episode three. And now that they're expanding on her storyline and making it, um, maybe somewhat controversial, like bringing back the, the political undertones that people hated about the prequels, but it's, it's relevant Mm -hmm. in, in the universe because, you know, the empire isn't just stormtroopers and death stars. There are a lot of, obviously a lot of politics and like, there's just brief mentions of the Senate, but also seeing the Senate building, I, I love that piece. Mm-hmm. I did too. It was
0: Yeah, I think um it definitely it brought something new, something fresh. Yeah. Um that we haven't really seen a lot lately. And it was welcome for sure. Um oh with the Easter egg though, I will say I did appreciate that too, that it was not heavily reliant, heavily reliant on Easter eggs like the other shows. Yep. Uh, I think the most Easter egg heavy aspect is Luthen's shop where he yeah, has all those artifacts. Yeah, yeah. And that was kind of cool, but it wasn't yeah. in your face, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like so, if you look hard enough, you can maybe see there's something. A there. yeah. There's a Gungan energy shield. Yeah. <laughs> mean, like, they had a Mandalorian helmet back there. Yeah. Like,
0: Probably actually, all fake. I watched Very like a, a video
2: <laughs> like but halfway through the series, like, you know, something popped up on my YouTube feed about like, oh, like. Like, what makes Andor so different, like, so great from the rest of the show? And it was just these three, you know, these three nerds. Like, <laughs> hey, look at that. Look, um. it's us. <laughs> like, sitting around, like, talking to each other about, like, this and comparing it to the other shows and stuff. And one of the main things that they talked about was, this is not trying to be in your face with nostalgia. Mm-hmm. They're like, this is trying to be pretty much something completely new and different than they've ever done. And they do it, they the way that they bring kind of the nostalgia in or, like you call Easter eggs is so subtle, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. all in the background. Like, I don't know if anyone caught like Indiana Jones, like they had Indiana Jones's hat and whip. Oh, in, no, like, I think I remember seeing something like that. Oh, in carbonite. Really? Yeah, it was like literally <laughs> frozen awesome. in carbonite that's on a awesome. slab. And you could like make out. The that's whip, in Luthen's office. And that's in Luthen's Yeah. shop. And, like, shop. The yeah. shop obviously is like full of stuff. And there's like little things sprinkled everywhere about these little subtle like things that kind of like. For the people that know, really love it, and then the people like that don't know, they're like it means nothing to them you because know they're mer- not missing out on. It.
1: Yeah, you know what's kind of so I was thinking about this when I was watching the show, but um, Luthen's shop really reminds me of. Doc Ondar's totally. at Galaxy's Edge,
0: the Den of Antiquities, and yeah. like the yeah. the
1: fact that like I've been in that shop before, and I like me being a huge Star Wars fan, I love to look around and like try and spot little things, mm-hmm. and so that's mm-hmm. it, it had a very similar feel to that yeah. uh, while I was watching the show.
0: Well, something you touched on a little bit, Connor. I feel like this is a really uh, this show is a great entrance to Star Wars because I feel like you could watch this by itself, having seen no other Star Wars content. And still track with it, yeah. And because instead. it's Enjoy all characters it. mm-hmm. that you don't know. I mean, Andor, you know, but it doesn't really connect to Rogue One directly. Like it's a prequel for One, so you don't have to know what happens later to understand where he's at now. You know. Yeah, yeah. And then there's it's completely new characters, completely new storyline. It's not even overtly Star Wars, where there's like there's no Jedi, no lightsabers, no. Um, you could actually take out the uh, lightsabers. The star if you took out the Star Wars aspects of it, it would still make a perfect like it make a perfect sense as a show yeah. you know mm-hmm. like, great so it's like it's it's a political drama with a Star Wars filter over it like they threw a stormtrooper here it's in space over there like but other than that it's like it's very much its own thing you yeah. know it's yeah. not reliant at all on the yeah. other stuff, which I appreciate
1: and i'm i i I think there's still buzz on the internet as to whether. That it's towards the end of the season when Luthen goes to visit, um, gosh, Forrest Whitaker's character, Saw, Saw yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Saw Gerrera, introduced like, Clone Wars by Dave Filoni, <laughs> <laughs> expanded on by Rogue One, okay, <laughs> into okay. a much better character. <laughs> um, he like pulls out a lightsaber, looking. Weapon, it's like a staff, yeah, robe, but uh-huh. it, it's it's I don't know if it's a staff because it's it's in the shape, in the, it's the size of a lightsaber. Yeah, helmet. but in the earlier when he goes and visits Bix on
0: Ferrix, he's carrying it and it's it's like extended.
1: Oh, really? Like it's got to, oh,
0: really?
2: Yeah, oh, that's funny because okay. I saw a lot of theories around that, that that people thought that he was a Jedi that
0: survived. He wears order a robe, 66. he's
2: yeah, yeah, it's so <laughs> has this like
0: lightsaber-looking
2: hill Dude, like. if
0: Luthen turns out to be a Jedi, I'm here for it. I'm yeah, totally down I mean, for that. Mm, but well, I, I don't know if that's... He's got to die at the end of next season, right? Like Yeah, yeah, no, he's going to die. But that doesn't mean he's not a Jedi. <laughs> Jedis can't die. Oh. Right? That's what Aang says. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish that were so. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, funnily enough, like, Mandalorian is super... Um, heavily relying on Easter eggs, yet I liked it for that reason. Like, it's hmm. weird. Like, I appreciate the lack of Easter eggs here, but I also love that, like, Mandalorian builds an N1 Starfighter in Season 2 from, you know, the, the Naboo Starfighter. Right. <laughs> and uh, there's, like, so many, like, really classic Easter eggs. I think it's, it's a lot of connections to the original trilogy, which is why I liked it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, you got the Sandcrawler and the Jawas, and you got... There's so many different things that are callbacks to that. Like, the best version of Star Wars, in my opinion. Yeah. I think that's why I liked it so much. Yeah.
2: And I think my thing is, I like something that builds a new, like, kind of like builds a new character base. Like, I don't want to see characters that I know. Like, I love, you know, you guys know, I love the Clone Wars. I Mm -hmm. love Rebels. All right. Mm -hmm. But I don't super love their live action debut. Debuts, oh. Except for the Katie Holmes, not Katie Holmes, uh, Katie. Katie Sackhoff, whatever oh, her yeah. character's name is in uh, Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, they're they, they,
1: well, that's my gripe about the Mandalorian is they shoehorned in Clone Wars content or Rebels content to kind of like finish that storyline and like build up yeah. the eventual release for Ahsoka, like her own TV show. But it's, I just, I like a more contained story where if you have, if you know nothing about Star Wars, like you're going into it and they're not throwing around a random line being like, where's Grand Admiral Thrawn? And you're like, who's Grand Admiral mm-hmm. yeah. Thrawn? Oh, yeah. But I
2: mean, in reality though, if you were, I mean, if you were watching that, like, I don't think that it would affect your your. You know what I mean, like because
0: they're going. Because really, nobody knows except people who've watched that specific series, right? Rebels. Yeah, and, if you you can watch every other Star Wars content books, and not like, know. Thrawn. Like
2: literally, like the the books. Yeah, is also another. he's
0: mostly prominent in the books. Well, on the other spectrum of that, you know, taking old characters or you know, um, legacy characters, I suppose. I actually, when they go the other end of the spectrum where they invent new... Especially when they do this with, like, aliens. Mm. I feel like when they <laughs> when they make new aliens, I'm just like, just give me a Wookiee. Just give me a Trandoshan. Just, like, <laughs> give me some of the ones you've already... You've already established, like, like a, yeah, hundreds, I know. hundreds um, of... Yeah, Rodian, yeah. please. Yeah,
1: like, like there's alien so many, species that we know.
0: When they try and make a new alien, like more than 50 like percent of the time in
2: every single cantina scene in any of the movies there's yeah. a, a new there's set all, of yeah. like it's like yeah.
0: it's Aliens. like the director's like hey everybody draw some weird character and we'll put it in the show like i think they go too far with that sometimes
1: yeah no i i yeah i would i would agree with that um i thought i thought it was so obviously i in my opinion and or while i have many praises for it there's a lot of still a lot of little things that bug me. Little nitpicks. Okay, let's get into nitpicks. Uh, but yeah. before I I do just want to like bring this to everyone's attention cuz I it was, I think it was the last episode where Andor like wakes up and he's like on that in this like weird beach house. Oh yeah, yeah. And he wakes up and there's like an alien in the bed. The la- he, Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: And it's like
0: when he goes back to get his money, yeah, like he left his money in this hotel room, and he goes back.
1: Is it a hotel room, or was he is he like sleeping with these like no? You're no, 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 like talking that. In the
0: last episode,
2: right? You're talking in like the the after the heights.
1: It's like when he no, got the out second of the prison to, break. It was like the second to last. It was either last episode or second to last episode when he goes to make. Yeah, there's these his two aliens just like
0: sleeping, and he's like sneaking around to get his money. out of Because to room. me, it,
1: it looked like he was sleeping <laughs> with the aliens, <laughs> and he uh, like
0: <laughs> that's what it. <laughs> Look like to no, me. No, I don't think that's what was happening. Okay. But when, it, when he originally went to that hotel room, he was totally sleeping around with whoever that lady was. Okay, like okay. that was a little again not for kids,
2: man.
1: I mean, <laughs> also, also not not for kids. You know, <laughs> that's so funny. I mean they're they're going he in both directions. He doing with those I feel like
0: I recognize that alien though. He was in something else for sure. Like the alien with like the like what? the long tentacle mouth. Oh do you I th- not I this? I think I know what you mean.
2: What do you mean the tentacle mouth? You mean the two tubes? You mean two tubes? Two tubes? No,
0: that's that guy's Sagueros man.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two tubes. That's his name. Yeah. His actual literally. name. He's yeah. got two tubes two coming tubes. out of his face. You mean two tubes over here? Oh yeah, <laughs> two tubes. It was two tubes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: How, do you
0: think it's a good
1: Yeah,
0: give me more of those guys. Like there's an alien I recognize. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um all right, guys, to bring it around. I want to play a little game. Since Caleb
2: uh, kind of like self-identifies as a person who can see anyone in oh, any yeah. movie it's a and superpower. know exactly where yeah, yeah. It's super my superpower. And know exactly where they're what other films it could be in a super obscure
0: Oh, yeah. It Something. could be a commercial. Yep. Come on. Yep. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> Talk about Lily from AT&T over here. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Start Start. Start. easy. Start easy? Okay, yeah. guys. So
2: what we're going to do is, where is this Andor character from? Okay, so we're going to start off with easy one here. Mm-hmm. All right? He plays Luthan Royale, the one, the only, Stellan Skarskull. Oh yeah. He's got like 18 kids that are all in the show bits. Is that right? I'm pretty sure is he the all t- of his kids are, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty well,
0: sure his, 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 his two
1: sons, three sons? Yeah. That are in like like
0: big. Can can we why can't they just have called him that in Star Wars? I feel like that's a Star Wars name. He Stellan can totally he's you know what,
2: that's a really good point. We, you, Stellan God
0: Luthen sounds like his real name. Stellan Skarsgård sounds like his Star Wars name. That's true. (laughs) Stellan Skarswalker, like (laughs) Skarswalker. But I I recognize him from Thor. That's the big one.
2: From Thor. Thor, Oh, that's right. He's the scientist guy. Yeah, he's the scientist guy. Oh, I forgot about that one.
0: (laughs) Well, he's in a lot of Avengers movies, but like that was his debut. Yeah, that's true. That's true. For me, what do you know
1: him from? Part of the ship, part of the crew. Part of the ship, part oh, of the crew. It's the Caribbean. It's the Caribbean. Ah, yes. yeah. It's Will Turner. Will Turner. Bill Bu- Bill Buckstrap. Buk- Bill got Buckstrap. Right, right, we got, we got, there. got there. He's also, uh, yeah. I know him fairly well from um, Chernobyl. He played, he had a prominent oh. role in that show. Oh, in that, that, HBO see that? Series. that was oh, like super a, good. That was Is like the a
2: Eastern, that was like a European show, wasn't it? Chernobyl? Or well, no, I mean, it's, it's, Ameri-
1: it's an American show based on the Chernobyl disaster oh. that happened. Now, in, uh, I didn't uh, see that,
0: but wasn't another character from this show in it? Wasn't the um, oh. the
1: sergeant that's
0: like next to Cyril, the, oh, the chubby that
1: one? he very well might be. Look it Ooh, up, because I, I feel one. like
0: other people have said that he was Ale- in it.
1: Alex Ferns. Oh, Linus.
0: Alex. Alex Ferns, yeah. Sergeant Linus. Was he in sergeant Chernobyl? Sergeant Linus.
1: Um, you know, he didn't play it too big. Out oh, there he is. He's Let's in there? See. Nah, I don't know. He might be. He was in the Batman. Who is he in the Batman? He's probably just like a cop. Yeah, company. you're right. He was in Chernobyl. He was in it? Oh! Yeah. Wow, so yeah, Caleb coming in. Yeah, I didn't Caleb even see it. In. Magic. No, he's he's in like, it. like <laughs> I remember. I saw a commercial like five years that's ago. Right, that's right, Trailer. <laughs> All right, no, what's no. your next one,
2: Connor? So, by the way, he plays uh, Commissioner Pete Savage.
0: Oh, that's right. That's yeah, Alex that rat. was a
2: bonus. That was a, not part of the original game.
0: Bonus. Anyways, bonus I round. know him
2: from... I know Stellan Skarsgård, most famously from Mamma Mia.
0: Mamma Mia? And oh, that's what Haven... It. That's what my wife would know from. And yeah. Mamma Mia too. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, wow. Mamma Mia. Oh, man.
2: All right, all right. Let's see. Here's another one. I, my, I think my. this one is a medium one. I okay. don't think... So do you guys recognize he plays Karis Nimick, which I want to talk about his character because I thought his character was great. Karis Nimick. So Karis Nimick, he plays, he's in the heist. He's the the young kid in the heist who's the the devotee. Like he writes all of the... He wrote the manifesto. He wrote the manifesto Uh, that plays in the last...
0: I totally recognize this guy, but the only thing I can place him in is the Netflix series uh Black Mirror. Yeah. That's the only thing I've seen man. That what seen it is? That, is that what you thinking?
2: That's what it is. Oh. So I actually know him from two things. Black Mirror is definitely one of them. But then if you guys have not seen uh It's End of the Effing World on Netflix. Oh, okay. Is, I haven't seen it. So it's actually based off it. of a comic book. So really? it, but it's kind of like a kind of like an odd kind of movie. I don't know. Exactly well, he's an it.
0: odd kind of guy. Kind of an indie is movie, he but
2: the- it is so good.
0: The Black Mirror episode is that? Is it the one where he's like in a, He's making a game. Is that it? No. Like the, video game the Black one? The Black Mirror one. He is. Um. Someone hacks into his
2: computer mm-hmm. and gets his deep dark secrets and and oh, and he has to do him. whatever he says. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And so he ends up killing a guy in the end, and the guy releases the secrets anyway.
0: Oh yeah. So,
2: but end of the effing world. That's
0: why I don't like this guy.
2: He plays. <laughs> he plays a kid that goes that runs away with this girl. And this kid is convinced that he's a psychopath, and all he needs to do is kill someone, and he'll unlock like his full potential. Oh. And so it's kind of his journey as the, a psychopath trying to kill this girl as they're running away. Today. Wow. Wow. Great. That's great show. He's actually.
0: a weird dude, man. He's a weird <laughs> dude. <laughs> all right. You got another one?
2: All right. One last one.
0: Wait, real quick. What's Marva from? The mom. And Dora's mom. Uh-huh. Do you know what she's yeah. from?
1: Actually, there's two. Mm. There's two that she's from. Well, no, there's two characters from the same movie. Oh, in really? The sho- in the show? No way. Yeah. yeah. Do I re- you know?
0: I recognize her. She's Aunt
1: Petunia in Harry Potter.
0: Harry Potter. Harry Potter's evil aunt. Oh. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I've watched. Aww no! no. And then Cat, uh, the Catherine. The one that blows up like a
0: balloon. Yeah. No, no, no. Not that one. The.
1: That. No, his main aunt. His
0: main aunt. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at that.
1: And then the mom of Seal, Cyril, Cyril? Oh, Cyril, Cyril. She was also in Harry Potter in the fifth the fifth movie.
0: What? What is she in Harry Potter? She
1: plays the uh the non-magical sort of I can't remember the name the in in Harry Potter, but um the neighbor of the Dursleys that like saves him from not saves him but you know, shows up after the Dementor attack in the very beginning. Oh. I totally don't remember this. Wow. What does she do? How does she save him? She just, like, shows up, because Harry and Dudley are in that tunnel. Yeah. And she shows up being like, keep your wand out, boy. And then she testifies at the hearing, um, <laughs> just being okay. like, yeah, like there yeah. is uh, Arabella Fig." Mrs. So, Fig, Mrs. Fick. Now Mrs. Did Fig, you Now, yes. did you
2: place her or did you
1: look it up? No, I I knew immediately. You did? She, yeah, oh, she has the same voice. Impressive, like impressive. A Squib. She's a squib, oh, is what nice. they call it's them squib, in, in the yeah. Harry Potter universe. Just
0: like August Filch.
1: Yes. She's a squib. Ah, okay. Yeah,
0: she has a very distinctive voice. She's like very recognizable.
2: Yeah. So, last one that I have last for one. you. Let's do it. This one is a tough one. Mm, okay. You know, Loy. So, Vel Sarth, Sar, Sartha, who is the The female blonde spy, They she started. She was a leader on the heist. She's Mon
0: Mothma's cousin. Is she though? Because I felt like that was like a cover. No, I, no, it was her I think she's no. It's, so they was, call her her cousin, and then the uh, the daughter calls her aunt Faye. But I think it's I, I think Vel. it is her
2: cousin because she's because the adults refer to each other like Mon Mothma and Vel refer to them as cousins, each other yeah. as cousins,
0: but the daughter refers her to her aunt.
2: Yeah. So I think it's kind of like a. Oh, like, you know, you're close like Yeah, it's like, like, like you, aunt. yeah. Like, what, what would
0: you call somebody who's like your mom's cousin? You wouldn't call them, hey, second cousin twice removed? I'd call you, I don't <laughs> even know your name. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking like because Mon Mothma is so like shifty and secretive and everything is fake, like I thought this was just like a cover for like, oh, this random person from the rebellion keeps visiting me. Oh, because it's my cousin. I thought it was like to put people off the scent. But, I mean, it could be mm. real. I don't know. Anyway,
2: so her name is Faye Marseille. Faye Marseille. Wow. So what is she from? The name that rhymes. And who does she play in that show? So we kind of talked about it, so I'll give you a hint. It is. She is from Game of Thrones.
0: Mm. And
2: I'm just really proud of this because... You were the one? Because I figured it out. You... I watched the you show. Ha-
0: you stole my superpower. I took it. Because <laughs> I totally don't know. I don't know who this is. And I've it. Like never to, seen To be fair, To be
1: fair, Connor is like five years late to the Game of Thrones game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's you, totally you, it's like you watched the
0: episode of Game of Thrones right after watching I Man mean, Dwarf. that may have
2: happened, but <laughs> it wasn't right after, but it was. Oh, wait, uh, so who is she? I don't know. Andy? Up. Andy? Do you know?
1: I mean, I, I know she's in Game of Thrones. She's a a some character. Right. I would not have placed her but when you I looked don't, her. You don't also. know her name? I, Do you know her name? No, I can't remember what her character. Her name is, is like The wait. Like, she doesn't have a name. The Waif? Oh, she's, she is okay. no one. So she's she's, she's no part one. of that whole storyline yeah, with so, Arya. Do you remember the, the girl the man with no that, name.
2: Like, like, chases down Arya and, like, tries to kill her? And, like, be, she's part of the Faceless Men. Oh. Like, the Faceless guy. Ew. No way. Really? That's her. But she, that girl's, like, 13. I think of how long ago. Like, season five, season six of... Wow. Of, oh, uh, gross. Yeah, I hated her in
0: that. Oh,
2: she was actually she was really good in Game <sighs> of Thrones. Like she played that character very very well, and it wow. transferred to indoor. the wafer.
0: Oh, what a gross name!
2: Yeah, the
0: wafer.
1: <laughs> She's a wafer. That's what she is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh man. Well, that's what I got for you. Good, fun, fun game. Good Although we, yeah. the big, I think the big <laughs> surprise in terms of actors in this show had to have been. Kino Loy, oh
0: yeah, oh, with
1: Smeagol. um, Andy Serkis, like Andy the fact Sirkis. they brought him back into the universe as a different character, and to all those people that are trying to make this stupid connection that he's actually Snoke, like just leave. <laughs> I know, I was like, Come like on. that's that's <laughs> ridiculous. That's a re- you're you're grabbing, you're really grabbing. Mm-hmm. But I think he absolutely redeemed himself as an actor in Star Wars. Oh, and yeah. he definitely got more screen time, let's be honest. Oh,
2: 100%. <laughs> Snoke was like nothing in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I thought he was amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I actually only really know Andy Serkis from his voice acting, because that's, I mean, yeah. his most prominent thing is Gollum. Yeah. Um, obviously, Snoke, he plays, like, he's famous for, like, the monkey in the redo, redo Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. Um, and a couple other things. He actually directed uh, Venom 2. Which is really not a me? compliment.
0: Really? So. <laughs> Damn Yeah, I don't think I ever saw him <laughs> so. too.
1: Or did I? No, I never. Let did. there be Garnage. It, was not, good. it, it <laughs> was not good. He was in the new, uh, the new the Batman, as well.
0: Oh yeah, what? he was Alfred.
1: Yeah. <gasps> You're right. He was so good. He was really he good, really dude. Good. He's
0: breaking into the like.
2: He's breaking into wild. the game, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know why he is a he's, much, a rugged, he's a rugged old man now. He is. He's he's actually pretty good looking. For yeah, a, I I think he would be an ugly young man, and now he's. Turning I think that's to, what it was. Yeah, you know that's why he had to resort to voice acting. <laughs> oh gosh.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, he was. I mean, it's a tough game between him and Luthen for my favorite characters in this show. Really, I just ugh, love both of them. I didn't get enough of either of them. I feel like in the show,
2: I have to say, I think Keno Lloyd takes it for me. Yeah, I think that his whole character arc in the limited like time that he really got was amazing, and then him becoming the leader of the rebellion, like being the voice of the rebellion in the prison, yeah. was amazing. It was
0: brilliant. One dope. way out. Yeah, so that on was program. definitely. Sorry, I program. on program on program.
1: So we should have started it. I <laughs> oh, right. yeah. <laughs> on program. <laughs> That's a good one.
0: But I felt like. Um, that prison break episode was like one of the, probably the best episode in my opinion. Yeah. The biggest payoff. Um, was that episode 10? I think it was 10. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, but I felt like I was, emo- I, I did get a little emotional when he like said like, I can't swim, you know? Oh, dude. Now, well, I, I shed yeah. a tear.
1: I, I I didn't because I'm like, Oh, that's that's not an issue. You just jump in, hang on somebody's back, find a, a, yeah, I'm a like, bo- like a really wooden board, him? like Jack and Rose or something. I don't know.
0: Well what I, I was thinking was that. like it at first glance I was thinking, wait a minute, but like wouldn't he know already that they're surrounded in water? Like mm, yeah, when Cassian was dropped off, they're like at the ledge. Like I would think they would want to show all the prisoners, look, you're surrounded by water, like where you think you're going to go, you know, Mm -hmm. but what that actually brought more weight to me because let's say he does know he knew the whole time. Yeah. He's surrounded by water. He can't swim. And yet he's the one who led the charge to make the rallying speech to get everybody. He got everybody else free fully knowing he was not going to get out of there. That I think is even more like, Okay, well, crazy. Yeah, you
1: know? I mean, I don't. I think, think so. he's gonna be in season two. I think. Yeah, he I think so. Too. I think they. Oh, was, I hope so. That'd be awesome. They just had to kind of cut it off, like, because otherwise he's too much of a main character to keep going through the rest of the show, because he did have a very prominent role in the prison. Mm-hmm. So they they have to kind of reintroduce him in season two. I think. I actually have a theory
2: that he's gonna come back as because I mean, you think about it like season two. Basically, my theory for the storylines is you're gonna have Cassie and Andor becoming the rebel spy that he is. Mm -hmm. And then they have to have his opposite, right? I mean, you have Cyril, but Mm -hmm. Cyril and Deidre. I wonder if Kino is gonna be come back in season two as an agent of the Empire. What? Why? Hmm. Why would he do that? Because he was captured. I mean, he couldn't escape. He Mm -hmm. was captured. I bet you that they would have interrogated him. They wanted to know, and then Maybe they wanted to turn him into. They wanted to use him because he knew Cassian. I mean, they didn't know it was Cassian at that time. Yeah, but they probably would figure it out. I
0: mean, they could like
2: look into. They probably have camera feeds and things like that. So,
0: dude, no way. He's good all the way. I think he's done for. Like, I I think his storyline's over. I I think that's why they made it so he couldn't swim. So they're like, that's their way of like writing him out of the story without him having to die. Yeah. Because okay. um, I don't think anybody wanted him to die, you know.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: But I mean, also at the end, you have um, Cyril Karn and Deidre finally teaming up, mm. and now like, oh, now they're gonna be this like superhuman against Andor. I feel like. Yeah. Because with both of them together, I think they're more, they're more of a formidable enemy. You know. That's true.
1: Hmm. I haven't really thought about that because there's a lot of like, development that would need to happen to, to you know, push the Empire to the state it's in with, like, its leaders going into the movies and even Rogue One, right? Um, Tarkin maybe introduced, which I hope they don't do because, again, that's, like, a too well-known of a character, mm. right? Mm-hmm. If they try to pull the, the CGI the actors, thing off, yeah, like, no, just stop right there. I was like, it just barely worked in Rogue
0: yeah, just barely.
1: <laughs> the guy that played um, oh, there's another Krennic? Game of Thrones character in the in the show. Um, the main major of the ISB. Oh, Anton Lesser. Mm. He's in Game of Thrones. He's in Game of Thrones. He was like the the Dark Maester guy that advised oh, Cersei. Yeah, yeah. You're uh, right. yeah. yeah. Um, I thought. He nailed it. He he makes the perfect like imperial officer. Oh, agreed. Mm. You know, similar to um, the guy that played Director Krennic in Rogue One. I thought he's probably yeah. He's probably the best like imperial officer I've seen since Tarkin. Dude, yeah, that
0: uh, Mm. Ben Mendelsohn made Rogue One for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the. The guy from this show was—he definitely made it seem like, oh, he's like a high-ranking dude, you know? Yeah, not to be messed with.
1: So I don't think they would bring it around to have anybody switch. Like everybody in that prison, I feel like, wouldn't. no, because there was even a guy from Rogue One, one of the soldiers. Oh yeah, was the- Yeah, he was in the prison as well. Oh, and really I think was, that's, i had a feeling that he was in Rogue One. Yeah, I, just couldn't I, I think it's—it's—I think it's awesome that they kind of make that connection. As well, yeah. Because I don't think a lot of people would. No, I, I, I was like, I, I had to one read of the about main it.
0: People, yeah, I only knew because I listened to a Star Wars podcast and they talk about it. But
1: uh, deep cuts. <laughs> I'm one layer deep, deep deeper, deeper, even. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I did think it was weird though when they escaped the prison and it's just Andor and Melshi. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. where did everybody else go? There were like hundreds of people swimming out there.
1: Well, did they all get captured? Because there were the weren't there like, like everybody got or captured but
0: them? Like. I, I don't, don't know, know. I'm yeah.
1: surprised they didn't have like a star destroyer like pfft, there, oh yeah, real quick, and just blow it up. <laughs> I know honestly, I kind
2: of was wondering, like, what well, they, they probably would do, didn't know,
0: like they the whole thing was shut down. they couldn't send a distress signal, like, yeah, you're right, they shut down the power. Mm-hmm. that is true, and he's like, we it would take a month to get this back on or something, mm-hmm. right, and plus the guys there, they know they're all dead once the empire shows up, like the actual imperial guards, like. Oh, we lost all the prisoners. The entire prison is shut down because of us.
2: We're dead. They, they were building <laughs> the parts of the Death Star, like the most important, like Imperial <laughs> weapon.
0: And... Yeah, which that was very satisfying yeah. ending to me.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Because the whole time I was like, "What in the world are these things? What significance? This is so stupid." You know, it's true. There... If
2: they didn't tell us what they were, like I think people would, I think yeah. people would rage in the streets. But mm-hmm.
0: then it ended up being. The Death Star, and not just the Death Star, but like the, the satellite, the actual right. piece the, that the laser. ends up killing yeah. him. Like he's building the parts that eventually kill him. Like
1: that's wild. Yeah, that
0: was a pretty crazy connection there, mm-hmm. and it was just like a single shot. Like that's all it took. And it was like, oh, yeah,
1: that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Should we get into? some of the aspects. Did you guys have critiques of the show? I'm sure I you have guys a couple nitpicks. Okay, yeah, I do too.
0: Okay, well, you probably have more like legitimate things you um, didn't like. I just have like uh, actual, actual nitpicks. Uh,
1: legitimate to me. Um, so right off the bat, I the the I guess the structure of the episodes um, cuz it's 12 episodes but each I don't even know how to say it. Like they were structured into almost like
0: three episode,
1: three arcs. episode arcs. Mm-hmm. You didn't like that? Well, I it, thought that was great. I think it's great, but it's it, it made it kind of confusing because I, you know, I think it peaked at the prison sequence. Sure. Um well, yeah, I was like, not too fond of the. I mean, what planet? I can't remember the name of the planet. Um, Aldani. Aldani, with the like, heist. No, not Aldani. The, the place uh, where he
0: came from in the beginning.
1: Yes, like the last Fairix. couple of episodes yeah, with. Yeah, on Ferrix. Like I, I feel like the stuff on Ferrix is kind of boring. So that's the first more arc? of the same Star Wars stuff that you see with like just a town and like you like know, a Tatooine scene. Yeah. yeah. Um. Then there's I, and I feel like I, I wasn't completely satisfied with how Andor escaped. How he escaped Ferrix? Uh, how he escaped the prison? Because. Really? Yeah, cuz like I th- I feel like one second he he finds that like jump ship thing, takes off and then he ends up at that hotel. Hotel, but I feel like to me when I first saw it I thought it was a flashback or something like that mm. to him before the prison. Like I I just wasn't sure exactly where in the timeline everything was happening. Oh. So that to me that was kind of confusing. Um I don't know if they could have um just explained that a little bit better. Um this is gonna be a unpopular opinion. Uh oh is my hot take. Yep. I the feel Andy like special. the Let lasers on Luthan's ship were kinda dumb. What? Yes. You know what? That I saw...
2: was the best part you of the show. You know what? Andy? You no, I feel like okay, I do what? feel like that last
1: epi- that episode was probably it was the most Star Wars. <laughs> and I think <laughs> yeah. it's just like Come on, like that's what I'm just saying. Like, come on. You like you, know you didn't so believe it. Like, is, he his, his <laughs> ship was basically like a James Bond Aston Martin, like with having <laughs> yeah, stuff totally. that like He's pops the, out. Like, that's exactly what it is. Totally, it's like a spy's beat. Like, car.
2: I knew I watched that episode, Andy. I knew you were gonna hate. that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I knew you were gonna hate that. I, I freaking loved it. No, yeah. no, don't get me wrong. I thought that no. was awesome. Oh my okay, goodness. was it ridi- was it ridiculous? Absolutely. But it was just the right amount of ridiculous. No, no, let me
0: tell you. Okay, when I saw that, I went back and watched that scene like three different times because I was like, "This is the coolest thing to happen in Star Wars in a long time." Like,
1: mm. I'll go See, back. The to- the thing, it's just when you in, when you start introducing mechanics like that. You can't seal it back in the bag because right, then it opens up a whole new realm, especially when it comes to lasers. Like people are already trying to explain how lightsabers work. Oh yeah. But having like laser beams come out of your um your wings. I'm gonna just use a quote from Austin Powers, like, come out your freaking head. Um I'm <laughs> No, from the wings, <laughs> like the laser it, it should be going like, super, like, it should just be infinite. Infinite, like right? an actual yeah. laser. yeah, Like an actual laser. Well, um, why
0: can't it operate the same as a, a lightsaber, though? Yeah. like dude, dude, he, that's what I thought. It's because he's a freaking ship.
1: Jedi. It's okay,
0: has got lasers oh! coming out.
1: <laughs> it's basically... Yeah. A Jedi. It's basically, well, now rumors are just circulating the internet of, like, Luthen secretly a dark Jedi because oh, yeah. he has now red lightsabers lights on yeah. his ship. Oh yeah, um, and like well, I'm just it, it just reminds me of the first time in the Force Awakens trailer when you see Kylo Ren's lightsaber, uh-huh. the cross guard and like people are going to be making all these different spoofs of of his ship with like lasers coming out like every single direction. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. right? It's true. just especially this. like a weapon like that. You know, I it's been used before in Star Wars. Obviously, like you have the Death Star. Mm. Um, the uh, what do you call it? The drop Jump. ships that the clone and like the clones would use had like the lasers, but like they're just they were like a man. A, it was like a beam weapon, right? Yeah, it was a beam weapon. It only lasted a certain amount of time. His were just like like literally lightsabers. lightsabers. Yeah, dude,
0: I thought that was so cool. In fact, I remember uh, like seeing I was out somewhere and I saw on a random TV screen there was like a commercial for Disney Plus and Andor was like the thing they were promoting, and I saw that scene. Where mm-hmm. the lightsabers come out of the ship,
1: and they slice in. This the is she- before the episode aired? Yeah.
0: Oh, gosh. And I was gosh. like, what the hell was that? That was so <laughs> I'm, cool. Okay, I'm so. I cannot g- wait for that to happen. I'm and then it actually happened. S- I'm so
1: glad. <laughs> I didn't watch any promotional material leading no up to the show. No trailers or No nothing, trailers. Huh? I, I literally, like, any time, because I think I went to go see Rogue One in the theater, because they were, like, re-releasing it prior to the start of the show. Oh, and they played a trailer for Andor. And I, like, I had to cover the, my ears, uh, shut my eyes, yeah. like, do the la-la-la-la, just so I went, because uh. I didn't want to spoil anything. And I'm actually so glad I did, because all those pieces were fresh to me.
0: Mm. Yeah. Man, that, no, that entire scene, that was my favorite scene in the entire show. Just that whole interaction where Luthen's caught in the tractor beam, he releases his, like, shrapnel or whatever that, like, destroys the tractor beam itself. And then, like destroys three other ships. Like, oh my goodness. Luther is...
2: That was pretty sweet.
0: That's why I, that's why I say right. I think he's actually more my favorite character even than Kino because I feel like he brought a lot of scenes and cool things like with his character. Like anytime he was in a scene, I was like, oh, this is going to be good.
2: You know? Yeah. I know. I definitely agree that, I mean, he definitely has some pivotal points in this show. I mean, episode 10 is the best episode in the whole show. I mean, you have the prison break, and then you have Luther meeting up with his spot. Ooh, yeah, which he goes on that like that monologue. Oh like, yeah, what have you given up? And he goes mm-hmm. to everything that was like, super good. And his whole like rant about all yeah. of that was just this
0: is some uh, next level dialogue. Amazing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. it was so good. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's another thing. Like this, it is just like a next level show. where like, I feel like Star Wars, notoriously has some really bad dialogue. And some like really cheesy dialogue, um, where this show I didn't feel like that was true. I thought this show read like a like a legit drama, you know, like it could actually win
1: some awards even. Like this is a good show. The only okay, and this is kind of a small nitpick, but I think Luthen does steal the show. I'm I'm more excited to see what's happening with Luthen than I am Andor. Same. And it's because, you, you know, yeah. how like this is, exactly. Like and I yeah. wish, I wish TV shows in general would stop doing that. And you know, like, oh yeah, oh, everybody loves this character. Let's make a whole backstory about him. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, I, I really don't care about Cassian. Like I, I want to see more Luthan. I want to <laughs> see how this character gets built out. They don't need to kill him off. They really don't. Like they could literally have him retire into some edge of the galaxy. But you know, they're not going to. Oh, yeah. He's going to die. they got to kill him. Okay, but, but does a Star Wars <laughs> character ever die? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no. that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never. Never. Not a beloved character. Well, you know
0: what, though? I was thinking, like, I'm glad that they kind of chose a character that nobody cares about. Because, like, the last two, you got the most legendary bounty hunter in the entire galaxy. True. And the most yep. legendary Jedi in the entire galaxy. True. And they just crap all over their legacies. Like, yeah, where Andor, true. like... I don't care what you do to him. I don't like, what does he matter? He's not even. Turns out to be the best show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So like, it's actually a good thing. Like I'm, uh, to your point though, I'm like, I'm totally okay with them doing new characters, like Mm -hmm. Mandalorian, completely new. There are some characters that, you know, that come into the show, but like, I, it seems like the better formula is new character that nobody knows or character that nobody cares about.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then yeah. bringing
0: in other characters that you care about like Luthen mm. or Kino or you know these yeah. other people that get to shine mm-hmm. around your main character.
1: <laughs> I'm still astonished that they they had scenes of um uh, somebody eating cereal <laughs> Like Cocoa Puffs Cereal Karn that, so,
0: that was so great <laughs> yeah. Like
1: that's It's kind of okay, cool. And they brought that in was the blue not milk Not mad And they brought They yes. added the blue milk See though.
0: that was um, That was my nitpick Is I felt like Especially with cereal There was a lot of things That were just like Star Wars-y versions Of normal things Like yeah. You had Space Cocoa Puffs yeah. You had a space necktie. You had space. So weird. Seems yeah. It was like you just slapped a, a weird symbol on it. You painted it a different color. And now it's a Star and Wars thing. And now it's thing. Star Wars. I think yeah. where this was most evident was in the final episode where everyone's playing their instruments. And it's like, oh, that's a flute. With a little, like, chain on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, Or that's a,
1: that's well, a clarinet they, with another clarinet. They, they, and- I, I, I had the same <laughs> thoughts, but I'm like, okay, the original trilogy, uh, first Star Wars movie, the cantina scene, they had weird in- instruments. Not completely out of the Star Wars realm, but, like, yeah. the necktie thing I think was super weird.
0: <laughs> like,
1: it's just like, here's, you know, here's showing the, you know, the rugged nine-to-five job. Yeah, yeah, and just the the daily grind of work and coruscant. <laughs> coruscant. Yeah, I was like, oh, there's a space
0: desk. Every time that would come up, I would just like look like, oh, space desk. Oh, which space tie? Like, like I, I'm
1: not, t- I'm not like completely mad about it. I think it's cool that they wanted to expand the, I guess just the overall picture. The, the, detail. the, the yeah. details. The details. The the small details, um, and just showing you what. It's like to, the Star Wars to live world to storm, be lived yeah. in.
0: It, it kind of expands the galaxy a little bit. But yeah. It's not just these crazy space battles and all this, but like, oh, some people actually yeah. go to a job right. in people this eat. world. Who are people they fighting? People for? eat food. It's not sleep, like this you know? weird muffin that expands when you put water on it or like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I guess, I mean, they've
1: seen food before, like the weird, super weird peach. Like, episode two probably had the most, like, the diner, oh. you know? Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah the floated anakin's
0: oh, let me oh here's Teach a pair. Oh,
2: let me yeah. use a cgi i'm not supposed pear. to use the
1: force like this
2: oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well i'm doing it yeah oh something so like yeah those things kind of took me out of it a little bit because i feel like star wars has always been so otherworldly and kind of an escape you know yeah where i felt like there was a lot of times where i felt i can see through the set design i can see through
1: yeah they made they actually made one pivotal mistake with one of the props
0: which they one used
1: or? okay, so during the um they on Aldani, a spoon instead of- They used a real gun and did not change it enough. Cause I guess mm-hmm. like a lot of the blasters in Star Wars are like they're really they're based, real guns. they're based on real running. guns, mm-hmm. like heavily modified to like, you know, get rid of that appearance. But they used for one, like the most recognizable like weapon in, in the world, an AK forty seven. the what? only thing they did was chop the magazine off like halfway. I noticed that too. exactly. <laughs> yes, and that brought that brought me out suit like a lot. Well, especially
0: you like yeah. Being in the military, yeah. you you recognize, recognize guns yeah. like yeah. I'm
1: like oh gosh, that's an AK forty seven with a shorter. Shooting magazine. a laser. Oh, <laughs> okay.
2: I guess the only I mean I don't know I wouldn't view the details Caleb as a nitpick. I thought that those were great. I love really? watching serial. Blue Cocopa. That's blue. so funny because like <laughs> blue Andy's cocoa nitpick, pus. I was like,
0: no way, that's the best part. And my nitpick, you're like, I love that. I know it, was it just like, goes to his show mom like
2: like <clears throat> fixing his tie. And... <laughs> but oh um, yeah, you know what my biggest nitpick was was them totally dropping his whole backstory.
1: Yes, I I, I forgot to mention Boom. that. You were right, Andors.
2: Andors. So remember, he had this whole backstory. Like the show started with him oh, searching yeah. for his sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then. That kind of like disappeared, disappeared into we know him running here. away, and then he just doesn't. Care they about never
1: explains um, Marva like essentially kidnapping him, right? Yeah, and being like, "Oh, now he's your mom," and like, I don't know if Andor knows unless they're saving this for what? season two. I, what
0: are you talking about? That was explained. Not really. Sure, not. she found him on like an like a crash Imperial ship. Is like,
1: all right, you're coming with me. Like, but like, I don't, does yeah, Andor like, know that that's well, not his mom? Sure, he was like. He was like eight years old when he was a like. You remember things from when you're but eight. Connor's point, like they built up him searching for his sister. See, so yeah, the sister thing
0: that was weird to me that he yeah. just totally dropped it. But at the same time, like he got into so much heat. He was like distracted. He killed someone and was on the run from that point on. Went to prison. Like he's been he's been busy. Okay. Well, they also and they but also like, didn't like
1: explain mm-hmm. like that ship that crashed on that on his home planet. Mm-hmm. Then. I, I I was wanting more information, like because when Marva came, they're like, "Oh, we need to get out of here." because really? I think the Republic's coming soon or something yeah, like yeah. that. And well, was, she was a separatist from, at the beginning. She was a separatist. That's what she was. Yeah. Like with the, conf- like the Confederate separatists. Yeah. Yeah. Like no. that's
0: because the show. She start, says yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. But um, I honestly I wanted to see less of that. Whenever they went in that first three, yeah, I was I mean, like, it wasn't I don't the care best. at all about this little part. tribal Cassian like. Who doesn't know if English? Any, I, I don't want to see this. If anything, no, flashbacks
1: really. are horrible because they, that, they're that they kind of a lot of Disney plus shows rely on flashbacks mm-hmm. um, to connect to like yeah. a, another show or something like that. Or like an older movie yeah. for nostalgia's sake um, to, you know, to tell a story. Boba, Boba Fett did that. Well, um, and it was it was just it's oh just terrible. that was the so, worst one. Yeah, not back to the back to the tank
0: the flashback tank. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, um, I will say though something I did appreciate about those flashbacks is at the very end, that the end of the three episode arc in the beginning, he's riding off into space with Luthan and they flashback to him riding off into like both times he's rescued. First yeah. time by Marva, they're flying off, you know. He's being saved, flying off in a spaceship somewhere else. Same thing with Luthan. He gets Mm -hmm. him off that planet. And I thought that was really cool parallelism, like, to see that. And it made those flashbacks worth it to me. And on that note, like, you were saying you didn't really like the three-episode arcs? That was one reason I did like them, because I was like, okay, I know where this is going. You know, like, the first three released at once, and they told, like, a cohesive, like, little block. The second three was the Aldani heist, which is probably my least favorite chunk. And it was nice to know, like, this is
1: Gonna end. Really? Next
0: next episode, we get something new.
1: Like yeah,
2: the first three was my least favorite
1: chunk. And oh, that was the great. Middle and then the third I loved one. it. I like the. I mean the the action part of the Aldani heist. I was waiting for that like for a really long time. I was Dude, hoping they were gonna show more of it. That one has another
0: one of my nitpicks, which is the way the Manifesto Kid dies. I thought that was super. How did lame. he that die? Terrible. That was the worst like death I've crushed. ever watched. That was like worse than oh by the than the, the, Ra's, Ra's al Ghul's daughter oh, in the geez. Dark Knight rises that was like oh yeah he's just like uh, gets crushed and is like what even happened to you you're just like laying there and then you just like all of a sudden yeah yeah i mean like he survived long enough to get to the doctor the doctor i'm like oh that's okay like yeah that would happen
2: i know i was like i'm glad that that they were killing off characters like you know getting chopped in half but
0: like don't spaceships in star wars have like crazy gravity like I thought there was no, like, thrust even in Star Wars. Like, they're doing all these, like, crazy... But that, maybe that when they're flying like a, in space. A full-on ship, though, right? Like... I don't, a, I don't know. They do all kinds of crazy stuff with ships. Like, the whole Hall maneuver, like...
1: I, I, I recall BB-8 and... Oh, yeah. Uh, which I have Force Awakens or Last Jedi when he, all of his little wires come out. Yeah. So he could, like, be... So maybe it's, like, when they're the, within, oh, like, a gravitational... Right, well, when, the they're, in space, planet, yeah. when they're in space, yeah, when they're in space, it's, yeah. Yeah. When they're in space, everything floats or whatever, but or, it's, like, stable or something. Yeah, on they, ship. But they have, on like, the planet,
0: a planet. I think in Rebels, they talk about that, like, oh, turn on the gravity or, you
1: know. Turn on the gravity. Like a, they
0: have, like, an actual, like, gravity switch that. You're right. Artificial do, gravity, huh? right? Yeah, yeah.
1: My, my last nitpick is they brought back the need for fuel. Because they had the very last episode, they had to refill the ship, refuel the ship, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh God, they're they're just riding this." <laughs>
0: wait, why is that so bad though? Like, that would make sense. You gotta have something powering your ship, right? Like, not when it comes to <clears throat> hyperspace
1: fuel. <laughs> I don't know. I, wait, why not? The, that, they, I mean, in theory, that like, was like, the, the that's the stupid like the thing, thing of, um, they introduced in Last Jedi. And then No, they it was just
0: a
2: thing that they didn't talk about until the last Well, I mean, Jedi. even uh,
0: in Solo, that's like the whole heist is about the fuel,
1: right? Hyperspace fuel. Yeah. That they ships don't need. Like, if you. I mean, we have like air, like not aircraft, like aircraft carrier ships that use nuclear power and don't need fuel. Like, mm. I would assume that they would have something like that okay. to travel through hyperspace. I'll give you that. And I okay. will say,
0: in The Last Jedi in particular, that did bother me, just because it was like, wow, what a lame explanation for why they're in trouble, you yeah, know? The whole, it was the
2: whole
1: story.
0: I'm not I'm not, Wait,
2: I'm not mad about needing Andor, fuel. When they needed fuel.
1: It, like, the very last episode, oh. they're filling up the ship. Oh, when, yeah, and they're like, there's no fuel. Yeah, it's like, just don't smack, worry, it's smack going. The just go. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have a problem with it in
0: general. Like, to me, that's fine that they need fuel. And, like, even Solo, I thought that was a cool use of like oh th- that's what the valuable thing that they're going after like oh that's cool you know highly volatile substance that is that powers their ships but like yeah in last jedi that being the reason that they are screwed like yeah that was that, that was, was really lame I'll, I'll give you that one <laughs> <laughs> um man we have be talking a lot about what we don't like but like let's wrap it up like why was the show like to me like we said at the beginning, this is the best show since I don't know, like way back. Yeah. For me, Mandalorian, for you, uh Last Jedi or Force since, Awakens. Since Force Awakens. For Connor, this is the best thing ever, apparently. So, <laughs> no, that was Andy, speaking for all uh actually
2: as of recently, the best thing since The Last Jedi. But um <laughs> I'll go even farther as since episode three. Oh, Since okay. Re- Revenge of the wow.
0: Sith, interesting. So this is better to you than any Star Wars show, better than Solo, and better than better the sequel than trilogy. Clone Wars. <laughs> Actually, that
2: makes
1: it really hard because I yeah. mean, there's a lot of, but it's like uh, two Cole, separate camps. Clone
2: Wars as a whole show, yeah, it's two separate. Oh, like I, I would say, I'm excluding the animated, I would shows. say
1: Rebels is better than Clone Wars. What are, is that hot take? Wow, Andy, you? Yeah, really? You? Yeah. Whoa, whoa! whoa. Didn't have Ahsoka's less annoying in Rebels, dude. I'm like slightly, attra- <laughs> I'm like uh. slightly attracted to you. Right now. Oh <laughs> gosh, put that away, Connor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I never watched Clone Wars, but I did give Rebels a chance. And I thought Rebels was decent. Yeah. yeah, but Clone Wars, I will never watch. You know what you never, need to do, ever. Caleb?
2: Never. Is you need to look up a website, like you got to Google like the Clone Wars episodes without the filter. and you got to go and watch the best. Oh. arcs because that's the that's where they really like thrive is they have some really amazing character arcs <laughs> storylines in especially reoccurring storylines in uh,
0: maybe arcs. when maybe when my son William is uh, old enough if he wants to watch it I'll watch it that's the only way I'm gonna watch, this gonna watch it
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyways 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 but um, yeah to wrap we- up Andor um, like a one sentence. The best thing about it, I think, it's the fact that it's a more adult-themed mm-hmm. Star Wars show. It um, stands on its, it's own. A, yeah, stands on its own, and the fact that it's it's more of a, a a series that they they really fleshed out and they they took time to tell it, um, both with episode counts and by Length. individual runtime. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that is a necessity if you're trying to do these mini Star Wars TV shows, because again, like Star Wars is an epic space drama and for something to be epic, it does need, it needs time to like develop mm-hmm. and um, mature. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you can't do it in six episodes that are 40 minutes each and 10 of those minutes are spent with the intro And the uh, end credit scene. What is Kenobi? (laughs) Yeah. 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 I felt like it
0: was um, definitely better in that it went deeper in some of, like, the concepts, the dialogue. It felt next level in the acting, even. Like, there was some Mm -hmm. really bad acting in Kenobi Mm -hmm. and Boba Fett. Like, super, super, like, I don't know, maybe that kind of goes towards, like, it's for kids, like, maybe over-the-top acting or just, like, no, goofy acting. No, like, simple, it was, like a
1: very simple theme. Yeah. Like, so simple, here's the There was games. none of that
0: here. It was very much like, higher caliber actors and delivery, even, like, Marva, you know, mm-hmm. the, yeah. yeah. Andrew's mom, like, she brought some, like, acting chops to this show, you know? And so did, I mean, is Stellan Skarsgård, like, you know, we had some top-level people, Um, good writing, the dialogue was just, like, there were so many times that they said something and I was like, Whoa, that's actually like, that's a really interesting concept. Even the reading of the manifesto and how, Oh yeah. Tyranny is unnatural. And you know, this, you know, freedom and, and being able to, you know, do what you, uh, like, I don't know exactly. He put it very nicely, you know, like, Oh, I thought, wow, that was, that was actually a satisfying way to prevent, to to present the manifesto. Like, right the whole time I was thinking like, huh, what are they going to write in this thing? Like, I wonder if this is going to be satisfying. And it was, I was like, wow, that's legit. Yeah. So I feel like it just brought a new level of excellence to star Wars that we haven't seen in a while. Even Mandalorian. I'll even give that like, this is better acting and writing than the Mandalorian. I enjoy the Mandalorian more because of some of the different parts of it. Like I think Mando is a really cool character. I like baby Yoda. Like I love all the Easter eggs in that show. Like, it's kind of its own thing and I lo- love it for its own reasons but Andor brings it yeah. brings the heat I like that you can watch it and not know anything else about Star Wars and so does my wife
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. um, and I feel like they really they hit on something where they like they finally stopped ruining my favorite characters mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. they brought in Boba Fett ruined him brought in brought back Kenobi Totally ruined him. (laughs) And then Andor, who I don't really care about, actually made him better. They took a character and elevated him. Mm -hmm. Where in the past, they just destroyed them. (laughs) You know? They made him worse. So, I don't know. I can't even put my finger on what they did differently that accomplished that. Um, But they definitely hit the mark this time. I don't know who to thank for that. (laughs) but
1: Probably... Tony Gilroy. Tony Gilroy Tony Gilroy You
0: did well. You done good, Tony Gilroy. Okay. Go then, make go make another solo spin-off or something.
1: Oh god. <laughs> make
0: some more No. Make
2: some I, more content for me. Yeah.
1: I was yeah.
2: So, I think overall for me it was managing expectations. This was a show that totally. I, I went in with zero expectations. I mean, <laughs> I had heard some rumors that this was going to be the highest-rated show, you know, that like Star Wars Disney Plus show. Come out so far, and I was like, eh, I don't know. I did watch the first trailer, okay. I mm. did watch one trailer for it, but then I was like, that looks pretty good. I'm Jump not gonna watch it. anymore. Yep. And mm. so, which I also like side like the trailer really got me pumped for that guy that was hitting the oh yeah the, the, the drums <laughs> yeah. And then when I saw him in the show, for some reason, like the, the like the the rhythm that he was like hitting that thing just was not doing it for mm. me. So. Ruined. Not my tempo. Not my <laughs> tempo. <laughs> um but overall, again, you said it, Caleb. I took a character that I didn't care about and I was like, well, the show's out. I might as well just start watching it, watching it. And it took me by surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I even honestly I even didn't really care for the first and second episode all that much. I was like, okay, that's pretty good. But then the third and the fourth is when it really hooked me. And I mm-hmm. was just like <clears> taken. <throat> I was in, and that is kind of like, it's, ah, uh, man. It, I mean, it just like is incredible when a show just really like sucks you in. And that's what mm-hmm. the show did. It brought you into its world. You wanted to know about all of its characters. You wanted, you wanted the background, and it gave it to you. Mm-hmm. You wanted to know more about them. It was, I guess, a true, uh, true character development. You mm-hmm. know, they fleshed out their characters, and that's what I wanted. to Mm-hmm. It did it, and I was, I was thoroughly impressed.
0: You know, you're totally right. It does have a lot to do with expectation. Because with Boba Fett and Kenobi, you have really high expectations for those characters. Yeah. Yeah. For Andor, yeah. pretty low. Almost none, you know? Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, <laughs> not really a lot of hype, not a lot of excitement. Even people who have seen Star Wars and are even into Star Wars, maybe even those people don't even know who Andor is. He's mm-hmm. not a very... He's in one movie and he's one of the like seven main characters in that movie. I know, right? They have a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty large. Yeah, large cast. cast. It's not like, yeah, top bill cast is like very extensive in that movie. So I totally agree. But with that, I would say like normally I think, oh, maybe we're dealing with some recency effect because it just ended. Maybe we're just like, oh, we just have such high opinions of it because we're close to it. But I think this is going to stand up because of the reasons we gave earlier, like yeah, quality writing, quality acting, it's good storytelling and
1: good storytelling holds up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's complex enough where it's doesn't just, you know, it's not like in your face, like, Oh, this is what this means. There's some deep themes that really rewrite, especially like your view of the rebellion and like the early days of it and the complexities of, what it actually means to rebel against a much larger, more deadly, um, you know, autocratic government, mm-hmm. right? There's death. There's good work. Yeah. autocrat. Oh, big. Yeah. You have to look wow. that up. Anyway. I, I, actually, <laughs> yeah. I actually don't know if I used it in the right, you know, sense, but <laughs> sounds legit regardless, to me, um, I would know. So. It's, it's perfect. Um, but yeah, like the, To me, that's another aspect of it's just building out what this rebellion is and showing it in a different light where it's not just like, oh, like farm boy Luke comes and rescues, you know, this this rag band, this ragtag band of heroes and, you know, saves the day. Like there's deeper, deeper issues, people that, you know, are a Mm -hmm. part of this in different ways. And right. You got to sacrifice. Oh yeah. Um you know, people you got to
2: you know oh, su- yeah. suffering and,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. And like, I mean all those truly keywords. shows you
2: all the, those keywords, the small people. Yeah. The people who are really suffering from the
1: empire. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. And just like bringing in some really dark themes too, like even Luthen giving up Krieger and his men, like yeah, oh all seriously. 30 people died, send them to their death so that they can continue to like have their mole in the empire mm-hmm. which are like oh that's a yeah. brilliant espionage espionage move you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or like the new tort- torture method they came up with with like the screams of the kind of oh i forgot about you didn't, that you thought that was, dumb? I thought, it was dumb I thought like oh wow that's i thought that was pretty in, like that was showed some ingenuity like oh that's a yeah. different way to like psychologically torture somebody and like yeah. oh that's a that's a pretty unique backstory for, like, how they got that, how they discovered it. Like, oh, wow. That was, like, a fleshed-out, built-out way to do that. It wasn't just like, oh, here's a probe droid. It was it was like, oh. Yeah, exactly, right? You it's know? not just
1: like, hey, remember the probe droid from episode four coming in? Yeah, right. they, yeah. they totally you know? could have done that, right? And that, they, I think they did that in episode seven, right? Yes,
0: yeah, you're right. They they didn't lean on Easter eggs and nostalgia as a crutch in this. They really yeah. did their own thing.
1: Well, and it's, it's, it's I mean... I think it's obviously based on certain elements of World War II, like the ISB is definitely the Gestapo from not you know the Nazi Germany regime, mm-hmm. um, and like all that. I think to me the 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 rebels in this remind me of like the French Resistance in a way. Hmm. And if they can, I really hope they come out with season two. but I really hope they can. can of... So season
2: two is confirmed.
1: Is it for, for real? Yep, it's coming out.
2: And you're going to hate how they do it. No. Because they do it in blocks, and each block will be one year. <laughs> uh, and then so shoot. after that block, Mega time jumps? After so that the block, jumps. they'll jump a year. Because it was going to be five seasons, but they weren't going to be able to do five seasons.
0: Oh. So
2: they shortened it, and they figured out how to make
1: it into well, two know, seasons. are totally so gonna cool rush, Okay, so this might screw it up. Yep. yep. Anytime they rush a show. Rise of Skullwalker was production was rushed. Yep. Oh, yep. So, okay. So we'll see. Not holding my, you know, managing expectations, Connor. Great, great (laughs) lesson for the night. Yep.
2: Uh, (laughs) Guys, don't dream too big.
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They say shoot for the stars. No. I say shoot for what's ahead of you. (laughs) Right in front of you.
0: Right on. Well, does that pretty much wrap up our discussion on Andor? Do you guys feel like you got
1: all your yeah. thoughts out? I'm curious. I I, I guess like the last part, I, I kind of want to talk about. Unless you guys have anything else, but like with Bob Iger coming back, I'm very curious to see what direction Disney's going to take mm-hmm. with Star Wars and like the streaming and if they're ever going to release another movie. <laughs> yeah. So
2: I believe they did. Well, I don't know. There's there's uh, differing
1: rumors on whether they are another movie. is confirmed.
0: There's like five different. Well, that's the thing is like Disney's
1: MO in the last like year, I would say is they've like announced all these projects like way too early on, like Mm -hmm. during these investor meetings when they're like, Hey, let's plan a movie for 2020, you know, 2030. Right. And then they're like, Hey, new Star Wars movies coming out in 2030. Right. We Mm -hmm. have nothing. It's just like the fact that it's on, their schedule, and then yeah. they'll cancel it because they just canceled canceled Rogue Squadron, which would have been flipping awesome. I
2: know I'm super mad that they did
1: that. Yeah, um, hmm. and then like all those previously announced one, like Taika Waititi's movies, like I think up in the air. Like, yep. Yeah, yeah. um, Ryan Johnson's. Thank God, I th- don't. I hope he was supposed, supposed to get like it. a trilogy. Yeah,
2: dude. I think we should. I want Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Oh, I've rewatched. No. I rewatched the sequel trilogy, and The Last Jedi is now my new favorite. Yes, yeah. yes. Then why are you hating on Ryan Johnson over there? You hypocrite! I, I <laughs> didn't say that. I said he's getting a trilogy. Yeah, and then Andy Andy was I, like, I have a "That's big the Ryan worst." Johnson. And you're like, "Yeah, yeah." It
1: would be the worst. Knives out. He can <laughs> stick with these like Who Done It movies. I, great. I, I want a Star Wars Who Star Wars Who Done It. I no, I'm not particularly excited
0: about Ryan Johnson doing. it. I don't think it's going to happen. But I agree with you that Last Jedi is the best one. Yeah. Oh so my I'm, gosh. Yeah, I'm I go. think that... No the things that he, No, I swear. Wa- go back... Just get rid of Canto Bite, and it's a perfectly fine yeah. movie. Go back Boom. and watch it. and
2: you No, know, even Canto Bite, because they reveal a side of Star Wars that I wasn't previously like talked, talked about. about. It's a darker, more serious side. Like they talk about in Canto Bite, they talk about like... You They're selling to both sides. Yeah, like war
1: profiteering.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And like kind of the reality of, yeah, like these people aren't
1: like all good or all bad. Well, the, just... the issue is they, okay, I've, I've watched <laughs> some like eight oh, hour man. long YouTube videos that broke down last shot I seen by scene. <laughs> all of those themes are already in place and talked about in a much more complex conversation in like Empire Strikes Back because they really rehashed Empire because um, it's a very similar thing that Lando Calrissian was doing in Cloud City. And it's it's more complex. Literally, it's just um, whatever that actor's name was um, pulls out that stupid little hologram and being like, "Oh, it's a Tie Fighter. Oh, it's an X Wing. Ooh, we're playing both sides." <laughs> it's like not a super, in my opinion, it's not a super serious conversation. Okay, I mean, no, that's um, fair. But
2: yeah. but then you have the whole like character arc with Luke Skywalker, which of course people hated. Mm-hmm.
1: But Ben Skywalker, I. No, Jake, Luke's- sorry, Jake Skywalker. Jake Skywalker. It's oh, not Luke Skywalker. Yeah. That's that's Jake Skywalker. <laughs> oh boy. Words from Mark Hamill himself.
0: <laughs> Anyways, okay. All right. I'm moving Dude, on. Dude, I, I thought that was super cool how he like accomplished what no other Jedi did. Like the yeah. whole like his character arc in that story was incredible. I mean, it really shows that a person is
2: not all good just because they made one good decision in their entire life, you know. Like yeah okay he saved the Death Star doesn't mean he's gonna be good forever people still mess
0: dude up and him. we get the throne room scene I thought that was one of the dude throne room like a very scene? cool light their battle choreographed
1: battle ever oh, and God. as oh, uh, Andy
0: even the Haldo maneuver like ugh, people have complaints awesome. about it when I saw that in the theater my jaw dropped I was like Whoa,
2: I still thought it was awesome. Is it realistic that to destroy all as much like, as I don't like that character ships? No. I like that but maybe part. one I would have given her one but. <laughs> yeah, no I get it. They're flaws.
1: Oh yeah, it's a beautifully shot movie. It just but. makes zero sense <laughs> and completely disregards every single thing. So if if you watch the sequel trilogy as a whole, it oh, is incoherent. Yeah. But like, I mean
2: Star Wars is always disregarding their own like every single rule ever made is now being No, just and I out. yeah,
1: and I definitely agree with that. The a a, a, a good Star Wars movie movie, keep in mind, hasn't come out since Empire.
2: No. Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. The best, the best <laughs> oh, movie gosh. there is, man.
1: General Dude, Grievous. No. Dude, no. that <laughs> movie is <friggin'>. Hello there.
0: <laughs> I'm still a, a Phantom Menace lifer, man. Like, Really? You get you get Liam Neeson in Star Wars? What more could you want?
1: Jar Jar Darth Bates. Maul is still the coolest Sith ever. Up. Got two words for you. I skip. Hello there. <laughs> I s- I For me, Episode 2 is probably the most rewatchable, which is a hot take. Wait, which Whoa. one? Yeah, Episode 2. Dude, Attack every, of the Clones? Yes. Every, Garbage. Every no.
2: opinion you have is
1: now invalid. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> nope, nope. <Andy.
0: laughs>
1: I said rewatchable. Is it my favorite? No. Like the the Anakin, Anakin Padme, Padme cringe Padme? scenes, are, 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 they're cringe scenes, right? Dude, it's way the, too much of that, too. But the stuff with Jango Fett, the the, okay, the clones—I'll cool. give you that—that um, that was cool. The very end of battle, um, uh, honestly, like the speed chasing throughout Coruscant, like I think that stuff is pretty cool.
0: Okay. You got any death sticks? You don't want, uh, to, you don't sell want to sell me, sell me, death me any sticks. death sticks. Want to go home and rethink my life? <laughs> All right. Well, I disagree. Uh,
2: Revenge of the Sith definitely. At least out of the prequels, I'll give you that. At least out of the prequels revenge of the sith
0: is the best I can agree with that I like phantom menace but I see on the primary. Well no it's not terrible. It's, it's better than Ja-ja. Attack of the Clones <laughs> it's just really slow and less less <laughs> <for> <laughs> Jar Jar less You jar, got jar. pod racing pod racing That's, that's okay. super super Now cool. this is
1: pod racing <laughs> Yeah
0: exactly And <laughs> yeah, maybe it is because Woo! it's what I watched it when I was like 8 or 9 yeah. like yeah. that's the best movie to a 9 year old come on
1: I, I would Blade say, wave. I think my my last take on it is each movie, each of the prequel movies has something that I like that the others don't. So I, I like the practical effects from Phantom Menace, the, the view of the Jedi, like Liam Neeson, obviously with Qui-Gon, mm. younger Obi-Wan, Darth Maul, like the best stuff, right? The best sure. stuff in Phantom Menace is probably the best stuff out of the You know the prequel trilogy. It's got some top top. It's got some of the worst stuff in there. Okay, don't get me wrong. So low lows. Yeah, like little Anakin, uh ten year old Anakin, Jar Jar, Jar Jar, -jar -jar too much. Um, way too much time on Tatooine. Me
0: loved Jar Jar.
1: (laughs) I when I watched that movie, I I basically skipped through, the basically just skipped the entire middle sequence up until the throne room fight.
2: So even young Andy was a
1: Well, no. I mean, as a kid, I probably liked it more than I do today. He's grown. <laughs> I've grown yeah. up. Oh, still grow. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Well, that was that was a little taste. Okay. Okay. Sorry about Star that, guys. Wars. Sorry. But yeah. yeah. We, we we said we're gonna release our our long form yes, Star Wars our, episode. So that was just a little footage. taste. You know, you we'll we'll uh, continue to flesh out those ideas in our bonus episode. But, yep. Yep. Uh, as far as Andor goes, are we pretty much wrapped up? Any I think other we, final thoughts? I Let's think look.
1: we wrapped it up. We we're ready for season two, and I hope they don't mess it up. So, guys, if you haven't gotten the message, go watch part mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Definitely recommend it. it. gets our stamp of approval.
1: And if you, if you got to the episode at this point, we ruined everything. <laughs> I know. But still watch it anyway. <laughs> yeah. 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 got to experience it for yourself. Already. Yes. And um, if you, I guess, on so on um, Anchor now with, like, our podcast, if you can leave, like, op- opinions. No, I haven't stopped yet.
0: We're still going. We're still rolling. We're still talking
1: to him. If you, yeah, audience, if you want to chime in, I think there's places to add questions or something. So if you had comments to our podcast, differing opinions, if you agree with me, the Last Jedi is horrible. Please, please uh, speak, speak up.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially if you don't agree with Andy. If you no.
1: want to, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Come on, come on, people, rise up. Let them know how terrible Shocker Attack of, of the Clones Sean is. Fight,
0: fight the Empire. <laughs> Cool well this was our first episode Of season 2 Like I said we're going to be getting into some other stuff Maybe some video games um, We might do a Disneyland episode Because we, we all should. went there recently A lot of yeah. new things happened in the theme parks That we've got to talk about um, Is it good is it bad A little bit of both Yep. Uh, we'll probably do as much as we don't want to We'll probably do an episode on Avatar, Avatar way of the water Because we have to <laughs>
1: Should we see it together? We should. one hundred percent. I will not yeah, see yeah.
0: that movie without you guys.
1: Okay. That's, you're the only thing getting in 3D? me into that movie. We should see it in three D. Oh, oh yeah, my god! Full Let's go. experience. Oh god. Okay. I'm excited. Three <laughs> D IMAX. Yes. I. Yep. I know the theater you're talking about. Yep. Yep. Perfect. We're game. We're game. Sorry, audience. You're not invited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's
0: it for this episode. Uh, tune in next time on the Chronicles of